got their weird thing. I know everybody's got their weird thing, but this is weirder than anybody's thing, so let's not mention it ever. Your host, Reverend Bill M., brings us the devil's mischief. Carnal comedy clips. Netherworld novelty of numbers. Brought to you by RadioFreeSatan.com. Episode number 672. Thanksgiving is here. A wonderfully satanic holiday of gluttony and sloth extending to greed, too, if you do happen to find some great Black Friday deals. I love all of those sins myself. What can I say? I'm a Satanist. But with that gluttony, we also get leftovers, Thanksgiving leftovers. Turkey will be microwaving and eating in the days that follow. And for the devil's mischief every year, it means leftovers of comedy variety as well. Yes, it is time for the Devil's Mischief's annual Thanksgiving Leftovers special. This is when I play you some clips that I had to trim away from previous episodes from the past year. I'll do that from time to time when I think an episode already has gone on long enough, or maybe there will be two different recordings of the same comedy routine, like when a comedian performs something on stage on two different nights with a slight variation and I go with one and not the other. Or there will be clips where I played an edited down version and maybe now it's time to share the full clip. So whatever the reason, you'll be hearing some comedy leftovers from past episodes, including the landmark episode 666 of The Devil's Mischief. I was really, really proud of that episode. But there were so many things I begrudgingly cut out. I had clips for each of the nine satanic sins, for example, so it was a toss-up about including one or another. You'll hear a George Carlin clip, for example, that I was going to use for satanic statement number seven in that episode, and it's still a good clip, but I ended up going with something else. I ended up going with an Eddie Izzard clip instead and used George Carlin for some of the other points. Anyway, you'll hear clips from George Carlin, Bill Hicks, and Doug Stanhope that were left out of episode 666. I think another reason for that is that, you know, again, there was already so much comedy from each of those comedians in that same episode, so that might have been why I left it out. In any case, you'll be hearing them in this episode. Also, a clip I wanted to put into the 2022 Halloween episode, but I completely forgot. Other clips from other episodes, too. Let's start with this prank call from Bubba the Love Sponge. Earlier this year, I was featuring several prank calls from Bubba the Love Sponge, a.k.a. the Ned, half of Ned and Manson, a.k.a. Todd Allen Clem. That's his real name. But you can only play so much from the same artist in one episode. Sorry, DMCA laws and licensing and all that stuff. So let's hear one of those leftover prank calls from Bubba the Love Sponge. Hello? Uh, yes, uh, well, I was I was calling about, uh, I heard about this uh, controversy surrounding the Indian red crayon. Oh, okay. I mean, isn't this kind of ridiculous, this, uh, this political correctness? I can't believe the Crayola Corporation is bowing to this. You know, the, the reason, uh, the decision that we've made to change the crayon was in, in feedback, response to feedback from consumers and yada, educators yada, who told yada, us yada. that some Jesus children Christ. are wrongly thinking that the skin color represents the uh, 
color of Native American. Of the, of What's wrong? Chippewa got your crayon tongue? color represents the skin color of Native American. Well, I mean, I hardly think Indian red is offensive. I mean, um, Indians are red, and, you know, Indian isn't a, a derogatory term. I mean, it's not like the name of the crayon was a bloodthirsty savage red. Although, well, that's a pretty good description. Hello? Um, uh, of the crayon color represents that... I mean, um, you know, we're just talking about uh, being descriptive. And, and, that's, and that is the case. It is descriptive of the reddish-brown pigment found um, in an area near India. And, um, I mean, the only good engine is a dead engine red. Speaks volumes, in my opinion. Um, I, I can certainly make your, make your comments known to our Consumer Affairs uh, Department, and they can take down your, uh, your information and forward that to the appropriate people. There's so many shades of red. I think drunk, unemployed Indian passed out in the reservation gutter red is one of the most beautiful colors there is. Hello? 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 Yes, we seem to have been disconnected. Now, i got some good ideas to rename a bunch of your crayons. You can do that by visiting our website. I mean, like burnt orange. I mean, that's pretty abstract. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh what's a burnt orange look like? No, no, something like burnt cross. Now, that paints a mental picture. Um, th uh, th you know, I mean, you know, it's like, if, it's like if you're getting ready to paint a wall and your wife says, How about yellow? Honey, and you're like yellow. What what kind of yellow? Um, but if she uh, says slant-eyed yellow, you're on the same page. You see where I'm? Hello, hello. Hello. Yes. How about a uh, fire water fuchsia? Hello. Sir. How about I'll trade you these beads for the entire state of Pennsylvania purple? Ugh. Hello. Uh, hello. Yes, I'm having a problem with my black crayon. Uh, well, it starts out okay, but after a while, it won't work. I mean, it just quits. The thing is worthless. Hello? Hello? I think for the Italians, you should just have a big grease pencil, if you know what I mean. Hello? 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 Yes, hello. Uh, how about half-breed brown? Hello? Mulatto tan? Hello? Islamic beige. You see, it looks just like the regular beige. But the smell is something awful. Phew. Hello? How about Minute Bowl Blue? Hello? Hello? Grand Wizard White. That's a good one. Hello? Pole Smoker Pink? Hello? Purple Helmet. Hello? Hello? Okay, now, now this is a beautiful color. Twelve dead Mexicans in a boxcar brown. Hello? Hello? Does anyone get upset that George Bush keeps quoting the Bible in all his fucking speeches? Does that get on anyone's last nerve? Does it ever occur to him that it's all those stupid fucking religions that start all this shit in the first place? National Day of Prayer? Fuck you. You think you're doing something? You're not. You can sit at home and cry jinx and keep your fingers crossed, too. It does as much good... You want to pray? Pray all day. Pray on your own time. You, you want to help? Grab a shovel and start digging there, pinwheel, because it looks like your God takes Tuesdays off. If that's what gets you through your day, sure, live it up. I, I don't think they should be able to teach religion until you're 18 years old. And you know what? It'd be a whole different world, because if they weren't pushing that shit into your head while it was still soft, you'd never buy it. 
Not for a minute. If you walked into a, you, you'd never heard about the Bible, and none of your friends have ever heard about Christianity, and you just found the Bible in a used bookstore. Oh, you'd jump right on that idea, wouldn't you? Oh, this sounds completely logical. Yes. The cave and the ark, and oh, yeah. Hey, Donnie, I think I found the meaning of life here. No, you'd fucking chuck it in the wastebasket. You would. If it gets you through your day, go. I don't think you believe it in the first place. You know what? All these people, every tragedy, not just this one, all the time, they cry on the news and they go, oh, it was terrible and it was tragic, but he's in a better place now. He's with Jesus and we have to... Then why are you crying? If he's in this utopia, this fucking paradise, why are you crying? He was in the best place he could ever be. You should be happy. Did you cry when he got a fucking job promotion and a new car too? It's terrible. It's terrible how happy he is for eternity. If you really believe death leads to eternal bliss, then why are you wearing a seatbelt? You get all fucking quiet you want. I can fucking edit laughter in. I'll edit a standing ovation right in there. I know people in the recording industry. I don't care. Hey, this is Doug Stanhope, and you're listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. By the way, if anyone here is in advertising or marketing, kill yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Just a little thought. I'm just trying to plant seeds. Maybe, maybe one day they'll take root. I don't know. You try. You do what you can. Kill yourselves. Seriously, though, if you are, do. Uh, no, really. There's no rationalization for what you do, okay? Kill yourself. Seriously. You're the ruiner of all things good. Seriously. No, I'm, this is not a joke. It's going to be a joke coming. There's no fucking joke coming. You are filling the world with bile and garbage. You are fucked and you are fucking us. Kill yourself. It's the only way to save your fucking soul. Kill yourself. Plant seeds. I know all the marketing people are going, he's doing a joke. There's no joke here whatsoever. Suck a tailpipe, fucking hang yourself, borrow a gun from a yank friend. I don't care how you do it. Rid the world of your evil fucking machinations. Whatever, you know what I mean. I know what all the marketing people are thinking right now, too. Oh, you know what Bill's doing? He's going for that anti-marketing dollar. That's a good market. He's very smart. <laughs> oh, man, I am not doing that. You fucking evil scumbags. Oh, you know what Bill's doing now? He's going for the righteous indignation dollar. That's a big dollar. A lot of people are feeling that indignation. We've done research. Huge market. He's doing a good thing. God damn it, I'm not doing that, you scumbags. Quit putting a goddamn dollar sign on every fucking thing on this planet. Ooh, the anger dollar. Huge. Huge in times of recession. Giant market. Bill's very bright to do that. God, I'm just caught in a fucking web. Ooh, the trapped dollar. Big dollar. Huge dollar. Good market. Look at our research. We see that many people feel trapped. If we play to them and separate them into the trapped dollar. The reason for most violence against gays is that heterosexual men are forced to prove that they themselves are not gay. It goes like this. Men in strong male subcultures like the police, the military, and sports 
and a few other cesspools, they bond very strongly. Hunting, fishing, and golfing friendships also produce this unnatural bonding. These guys bond and bond and bond, and they get closer and closer until finally they're just drunk enough to say, you know, I really love these guys, and that frightens them. So they quickly add, but I'm not a queer. See the dilemma? Now they have to go out of their way to prove to the world, to their buddies, and to themselves that they don't harbor homoerotic feelings. And it's only a short step from, I'm not a queer, to, in fact, I hate queers. And another short step to, let's go kill some queers. And what they really seek to kill is not the queer outside, it's the queer inside they fear. Gay bashers are repressed homosexuals attempting to deny the queer inside. But certain signals get past the screen. That's why you see so many policemen with those precious little well-groomed mustaches. You'd see more of the same mustaches on athletes and military men, but those two groups are not allowed to express themselves freely. Military drones and many sheep-like athletes have dress codes and are forbidden to wear facial hair. The idea is to limit and reduce their individuality. These are men who have chosen to allow the organization to run their lives. That's why athletes, police, and military men have that rigid, unbending body language. They're severely repressed. Guess what they're repressing? Why do you think they call those police cars cruisers? Satan Splain, Satanic Talk with Church of Satan Magister Bill M. Well, it's not Satan worship, it's Satanism. It's embracing the life-enriching things which have traditionally been given the devil's name. Pride, lust, earthly success, rational self-interest, atheism, humor, nonconformity, science, a passion for living, being selective about whom and love. We don't see these as shameful sins, but empowering ideals. And we also recognize the psychological power and fun of symbolism and aesthetics, so we utilize Satan as mythology's most fitting mascot for what we're about. Listen to Satansplain. Learn more at satansplain.com. Bill M. here with The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. Visit the official website for the show, devilsmischief.com. You can also email me, bill at devilsmischief.com is the email address. And be sure to check out other shows that we have on RadioFreeSatan.com, like Infernal Legion, run and hosted by Church of Satan members who have served in the military. They did a long special with a lot of great guests on Veterans Day. Of course, when Warlock Jeff Ivins is not doing the Infernal Legion, he's hosting his own show, The Metro, a wonderfully self-indulgent show celebrating that decade of decadence, the 1980s, with nostalgic pop, post-punk, and new wave, and unlike most other 1980s shows or stations out there, the Metro isn't afraid to go beyond, you know, the purely pop top 40 stuff. All of this and more at RadioFreeSatan.com. So, in the first block, you heard a prank call from Bubba the Love Sponge. If you like that call and want more, I think you can search social media for The Bubba Army. All one word, The Bubba Army. You can find more from the man behind the call, Todd Allen Clem. Also, there was a Doug Stanhope clip. It's actually half of a track, because you see, I played the second half of the track in episode 666, but there was the first half of the clip to play. 
And by the way, back in 2006, Radio Free Satan put together a CD. And we asked all of the different DJs at the time to pick a track that was representative of their own show to put on the CD. And my pick from The Devil's Mischief was that track in its entirety from Doug Stanhope. In the digital stores where I first bought the track, the track is titled Fuck Your God. But then on the physical Doug Stanhope CD, I think it got misprinted as Fuck You God. But Doug Stanhope himself saw the Radio Free Satan compilation and said uh, that you know it was indeed titled Fuck Your God. And he said, good, you actually put the correct title on the CD. So anyway, just a bit of Radio Free Satan history about that track. Likewise, you also heard the excerpts from Bill Hicks that I left out of episode 666. Again, did just did that uh, just to select on the parts that were fitting in with the theme at the time. I played those, but there's the other half of what I was going to play. In fact, I did that also in episode 666 with a Paul F. Tompkins clip. I think I ended the show with that about lack of aesthetics. But I'll be playing where that clip came from in its entirety in the next segment on this episode. But uh, finishing up on describing the last block, that first block of comedy you heard. Uh, the last track you heard before the break, that was George Carlin reading an excerpt from his book, Brain Droppings. I recently stumbled across a new compilation book from George Carlin with various excerpts taken from his other books. I think in the next episode of The Devil's Mischief, I'm going to talk more about that and also do a proper tribute to Gallagher. Gallagher passed away recently, and despite all the shit he's always gotten from other comedians... I myself was always a fan. I think a lot of the criticisms against him were unjustified. But anyway, I'll rant all about that in the next episode of The Devil's Mischief. For now, speaking of comedians who passed away in 2022, Louis Anderson was among them. I did a tribute to him, but here are some interview excerpts of him from the documentary called Heckler. I honestly think that comics and all entertainers are really sensitive and don't want to be criticized in any way. I think performers are trying to fix something. I think if people weren't broken, they wouldn't feel the great need to, you know, perform and to make people feel better. The reason that people criticize and the reason that people heckle is because of their jealousy of non-involvement. Whenever it comes off snide, whenever it comes off cruel, whenever it comes off mean-spirited, that's coming from a place of envy. When I typed in my name once and it came up two million hits or whatever a million, it was an astronomical amount. And I said, that's too much. That's it. I'm I'm not looking at any of this. And if you do, if you open that pathway for yourself, then your focus will change on your life. Your direction will change in your heart. And um, your purpose will disappear and reappear on a screen. And, and, And you can't do that. You can't have that purpose be what's on there. You have to have that purpose be what's in here. And what's in here is still the real thing. So I live not far from uh, Hollywood Boulevard um, in Los Angeles, which I like. It's got the stars on the sidewalk, and I love corny shit like that. And I like to see the tourists go up and they take pictures of their favorite stars. 
And then when they walk away, I always look and see who the picture is. Oh, Loretta Switz. <laughs> I had no idea that MASH was so big in Germany. <laughs> There's something that goes on in front of the Chinese theater, famous landmark theater, footprints in cement, all that thing. In front of the Chinese theater, within the last year, these guys started doing this, where they would dress up as characters, famous characters from the movies, these elaborate costumes. Nobody's asking them to do this. They do it of their own free will, and then the idea is that they get tourists to give them a couple bucks to take a picture with them, or something like that. And some of the costumes are fantastic. But some of the other costumes are the opposite of that. Like, there's two Spider-Men, right? And the one Spider-Man is perfect. He's got excellent costume, all the details. He's got good poses and stuff, you know. He's got a fanny pack, but I let it slide. <laughs> because there's no lockers on the street. He's got to put his phone in his keys somewhere. He's not actually going to fight crime. The real Spider-Man didn't have a utility belt. But this other Spider-Man, he needn't have bothered. This guy's got the top half of a Spider-Man costume, no gloves, and blue sweatpants. What are you doing? There's kids around. No one wants to see depressed Spider-Man who couldn't get it together. He's going through a bad breakup. Well, why should I put on the pants too? Who cares? She's never coming back. I hope Dr. Octopus takes over the city. <laughs> My favorite guy out there is a guy who dresses up as Pikachu from Pokemon. <laughs> He's got a big roly-poly yellow Pikachu costume. <laughs> what I love about the costume is it is filthy. <laughs> it's covered with grime. <laughs> I don't know what happened with this guy. Like, why is it so dirty? And I try to figure out maybe he's tried to get it cleaned and no dice. You know, if he goes to the dry cleaner and that is wits in, like, can you guys clean this? And they're flummoxed. No. We only know how to clean flat things. And I thought maybe. Is he sleeping in it, you know? And he figures, well, technically, I'm not touching the sidewalk. Then when I wake up, I'm already at work. Then I thought, you know what? I've never seen the Pikachu in the wild before. Maybe this is one of its habits. Maybe it has to roll around in dirt to keep cool. But things are getting out of hand. Because recently, the guy who dresses up as Freddy Krueger stabbed a dude. <laughs> he and a passerby got into an argument, 
It got heated, and then it turns out the knives the guy has on his hand are real. Now, the police were quoted as saying, well, of course, we'd seen that gentleman, but we just assumed that the knives on his hand were made of plastic. I tell you what, that's okay for me to assume, because I'm not the police, but if you're the police, how about this? Just for the fuck of it. You see a guy with knives on his hand, why just stroll on over there? Pardon me, sir. I'm sure I already know the answer to this question. And I'm sorry in advance for embarrassing the both of us, but uh, here goes. <laughs> are those knives on your hand? Oh, they are. Well, that's not allowed at all. Because it's 2007. This isn't Deadwood. You can't go walk around the streets with a bunch of knives. You check that guy out, he's got knives on his hand. They're probably fake. <laughs> it's not worth getting out of the car to, to find out if that guy's finger knives are for real. <laughs> I'm taking the sergeant's exam next week. What do you think? Think I got a shed? I think I'll do it pretty well. Now, the guy who got stabbed lived. All right, he came through. Now, a guy dressing up as Freddy Krueger and stabbing another guy is not awesome. But here's what is awesome about it. At some point in the argument, as it's getting more and more heated, the one guy must have been so frustrated. And then at some point he remembers, wait, wait, wait. What are we even talking about here? I'm fucking Freddy Krueger. Oh. Boy, I bet that felt good. Just to have that presence of mind, you know? We've all been in an argument that is going nowhere. And you wish you had the perfect thing to shut the other person down. Just saying, I bet it was satisfying as all. How am I doing on time? Wrap it up. <laughs> Did you have to make that face along with the wrap it up signal? I got one of these. All right, also on Hollywood Boulevard, also on Hollywood Boulevard, my hair is beautiful. Um, <laughs> they also have all these uh, stripper stores. They, these stores that sell outfits for strippers to wear on the stage. And, um, <laughs> and usually the outfits are based on some sort of occupation. Like you'll have the sexy nurse, or the sexy police lady, or the classic sexy French maid. But then I saw one that was not based on any occupation, and it was the sexy bee. <laughs> So low-cut black and yellow striped top, right? A little black mini skirt, some plastic insect wings, some antennae, sexy bee. Now, if you are sexually aroused by bees, 
I bet this isn't gonna do it for you. Because that's very specific. And it makes me think of a couple that's been together for a little while, long enough to have the conversation where the woman says, all right, so, what's the weirdest thing that you like sexually? Well, um, I have uh, never said this out loud to another human being. Um, you will forgive me if I can't actually make eye contact with you when I say this, but here goes. Um, I would like to have sex with a bee. There, I said it, and it's out there. And let's forget that I ever said it at all. Let's not talk about it ever again. No, 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 everybody's got their weird thing. I know everybody's got their weird thing, but this is weirder than anybody's thing, so let's not mention it ever. She can't get it out of her mind. See, a couple weeks go by. She's walking down the street. She passes the store. Oh my God. That is perfect. He is going to love me for this. So she takes it home and puts it on. She waits, waits for him to come home, right? Oh, where are you? I'm in the bedroom. Hi. I want some honey. Are you making fun of me? No, no, I... I thought that you, you said... I told you that in confidence! No, but you said... You said that this... You, you told me this is what you want. I know what I told you! I didn't tell you I wanted some woman in a half-assed bee costume! That's not what I told you. I told you I want to fuck a bee. All right, thank you very much, you guys. Hello, this is Emo Phillips, and you're listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. So don't touch that dial, because I spat on it. This is Reverend Gene, the host of Voxitane, exclusively on Radio Free Satan. Join me every week as we indulge in the classical side of music spanning the past 1,000 years. 
Voxatani has already featured over 700 composers covering medieval, baroque, classical, romantic, and contemporary music, including chant, choral, opera, keyboard, and orchestral music, with composers ranging from Gluck to Gilmore, Bach to Bellevance, Talis to Taverner, and Paganini to Pert. Get your weekly recommended dose of classical music right here on Voxatani, only on Radio Free Satan, with me, Reverend Jean. Hail Satan! You have been listening to The Devil's Mischief on Radio Free Satan. This has been the annual Thanksgiving Leftovers special. Though there is another podcast I do outside of Radio Free Satan you may have heard of, and that podcast is called Satan's Plane. It's not where I play the comedy and novelty, but where I talk explicitly about Satanism and topics as they relate directly to Satanism. All of the information on that is on satansplane.com. That's S-A-T-A-N. S-P-L-A-I-N dot com. You can find Satan's Plane on Twitter and Facebook as well. As mentioned, I do a Halloween special just about every year on The Devil's Mischief. And uh, this past year, after I finished recording it, I realized, oh, damn, there was this clip I wanted to play that I haven't played on the show in years. And I forgot to include it this year. Well, rather than wait until Halloween comes again... I think now is the ideal time to play it. I got this track from one of my absolute favorite collections of music, which is the uh, Ultra Lounge series. Back in the mid to late 1990s, Capitol Records put out a couple of dozen CD compilations of music from the 1950s and 1960s. No, not 50s and 60s rock music, but stuff that the grown-ups were listening to at the time. You know, lounge, exotica, mambo, space-age pop, lots of fun stuff. And... This particular track is from Alfred Hitchcock, and it appeared on one of those volumes. So I'm going to leave you now with that. Thank you all for listening. Hail Satan, hail comedy, hail gluttony, and pass the stuffing. gentlemen. My name is Alfred Hitchcock, and this is Music to be Murdered by. It is mood music in a jugular vein, and I hope you like it. Our record requires only the simplest of equipment, an ordinary phonograph needle, a four-inch speaker, and a 38 caliber revolver. Naturally, the record is long playing, even though you may not be. So why don't you relax, lean back and enjoy yourself until the coroner comes.
storm. that's the end.